0: This episode brought to you by BRE Promotions. Whether you're just starting out or evolving your brand, BRE Promotions offers you expertly crafted disruptions that'll take you to the next level. BRE Promotions, we make your business shine. Visit us at brepromotions.com to schedule your free consultation. No Noboboomis.
1: Hello, my name is Frank Santoriga, and I'm the author of Paranormal Family and Friends. And you're listening to No me with your host, Brian Bowden.
0: Hello, everyone, friends, families, ghouls, goblins, everybody out there in pod land it is brian Bowden, and we're back with another great episode of nobo boomy where we explore deep inside the goblin universe with your host me uh <laughs> it's been a while we've been doing a lot of research uh i've been working with a couple of individuals in the paranormal field some of you know very well some are just rookies coming out there we've got a lot of crazy stuff taking place today um But we're back with a special episode because I am pleased to announce and welcome, uh, technically family, because of my associations with the Bronxville Paranormal Society. And we're going to welcome a wonderful guest. He's a parapsychologist, the author of Paranormal Family and Friends. Which is a great book. Uh, some some of the best cases of 25 years as a parapsychologist. He is none other than Frank Santoriga. Frank, welcome to Nobo Bumi.
1: How are you? Hi. I'm doing fine, Brian. Thanks. How are you doing today?
0: I'm hanging in there. Uh, I, 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 it's been a while. Um, we did we did the originally. I, I Frank Frank's brother is Al Santoriga, who is the founder of uh, Bronxville Paranormal, and that's how we got. We, we, I got to know Frank, and I read your book, and I still got to get an off- autograph when you come in on that book, <laughs> eventually. Okay. Um, and by the way, I just left a meeting for the BPS, so I'm going to promote that, and Al sends his best and his love and to you. Um, but it, it, we had a show, a great show, actually. Uh, it was Al, uh, Cindy Bailey Dove, uh, and myself. It was called Beyond the Realm, and it was a fantastic show. We were set to do a, a, a bunch of episodes, it was two hour episodes, unfortunately there were certain uh, things that took place that, uh, by by powers that be that, that that cut that show out, and we may revisit it. Alan and I have been talking about that for a bit, but um, our first guest on that show was none other than Frank, and we can't thank you enough still Frank for being there. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, you're welcome, you're welcome. I mean, sure. it, it, what a great, uh, to talk about, you know, it's leadoff, and you lead off with, with a home run. It, it's that, That's awesome. Um, but on top of that, before that two hours were up, I mean, literally at the last couple of, of minutes, Frank left a story regarding um, uh, questions, lots of questions that blew him semi-away. I, I'm, I'm going to you know it was just something unexpected and and not uh, thought of about uh, an incident at a school and that school is in in New England in the state of Connecticut and we're not going to mention the school Um, but there were a lot of questions that came from this and and it was like leaving you hanging. And the murderer is, uh, and you just didn't know who the murderer was. You know, I w- right. funny funny. I say that because um, I remember in summer camp, my, a lot of my friends, we, we all had books to read, at the, you know, that summer reading list. And one of my friends was reading a, a mystery. I forgot what the name of the mystery was. And I literally took the last chapter of the book and I pulled it out of the book. I read, I read up to, I read up to see, you know, where they discover who the murderer is. And I literally, just before you were like, and the murderer is, and he's like, he's looking through the book. (laughs) <laughs> and then he goes what the heck and I go you looking for this <laughs> I didn't give it back to him the whole entire summer he actually found out who, who was the murderer when he went on the bus on the ride home I said, you'll, you, you'll, you'll find out in two months um, but I couldn't wait that long actually I waited longer with you Frank so this is a situation I'm setting it up and I want to do a little I guess pre-show telling everybody um, this is a sensitive subject we're not making light of the subject. We're not making fun of the subject. We're not making false accusations of the subject. We're just asking questions about this subject. Um, it's, a, it's a terrible event that took place. But I want to know from you, Frank, what happened? Because I know the area just as, you know, very, very well. And things, I was, I think we were driving past that area roughly when the event took place. And the first thing I heard on the news was uh, automatic weapons, and is you know something just in, and then followed by automatic weapons. It was just too convenient, and then on top of that, when later on that night, um, it's it's just something hits you in the gut that says, I don't know what, what's going on there. But when I when I watched the, the 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 medical examiner of the state, you know, and 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 the problem with that was. He kind of was joking a bit, um, which is, it's not a, that's definitely not a scene to be joking in. But what, what was very crucial is he said, the wounds are consistent with long rifle, mm-hmm. but those were locked in the trunk. That's correct. So he didn't have an answer for what's going on. He just kind of like said a little bit of like, like jokingly or whatever. And I was like, this is just not ringing true or right. So I think this is how I left it when, before you went into, because you know that area well. Yeah. What, what, well, do you, I, what do you know? What are these questions that you had after this?
1: Okay, I'll, I'll give you a little background. Sure. Um, I live uh, approximately about seven miles from Sandy Hook. All right? Now, it, it, that's the area we're talking about, okay? Yep. Um, the thing is, um, I, I again, like everyone else, I was shocked. I, I was uh, mystified. I was very upset. You know, this happened around the holidays, something like that happening. And uh, I'll tell you, I let it go. I let it go for a couple of months. I just, that's what happened. That's what happened. Then um, I'm, uh, i back then I was a member of MUFON here in Michigan. Right. And I was I was attending a meeting. And at that meeting, I sat regularly at, at a table with uh, various people. And one happened to be a uh, professor from one of the universities in uh the upper part of michigan uh, he sat there and he was doing a, a study <laughs> which is kind of funny on the people who attend mufa meetings. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty interesting uh, yeah i'll tell you uh that, that's a story in itself we'll yeah, that's like, that there.
0: yeah it's like those walmart people
1: <laughs> yeah exactly you got it it's like a walmart exactly thing but um uh I think it was just a before the meeting. Yeah, it was before the meeting started. Yeah, he walked in, and uh, the, the lower area of this uh, place where we had the meeting was a restaurant. And I usually picked up a cup of coffee before I went upstairs. And uh, I was just to get my coffee, and um, this professor walked in, and and he goes, uh, he said to me, Frank, he says, you're back from uh, back east in Connecticut, aren't you? I says, yeah. He says. Uh, What do you think of that tragedy that happened? I said, Well, yeah, I said that was a horrible thing. I told him I lived, you know, pretty close to that area, and I'm very familiar with the area. He said, And it's horrible. He goes, He said, You know, my brother uh, came back uh, east on Christmas, came back to Michigan on Christmas time, and uh, he was heading on his way down to Florida. He's found a job in Florida. In the meantime, when he lived back, there, he lived in Connecticut. And I. I don't know if he said it was the New Haven or the Hartford area, I can't remember, but I believe it was somewhere in that in, in that vicinity right. that his brother lived. And he said, well, the funny thing about my brother, I mentioned to him, you know, you know what had happened back there. And he smiled at him. he says, you want to know something? He says, one of the reasons I'm leaving Connecticut is for, now, I know if I'm supposed to say this, but... The bullshit. I mean, I don't. I Brian is all right, oh, that's that's now.
0: that's fine. We're we're free and and, and flung. God bless okay. America.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Okay, because all the bullshit that's going around there, yep. and he, he goes. Well, he, then the you know the professor says, well, "What are you talking about?" He says, "Well, you know that deal they had at that school." He says, "They had all of his guys, they, now his. I guess he used to. He worked for a construction company or whatever right. kind of uh, company there." that helped dismantle that school. Really? He says yeah. He says they had to write uh, disclaimers. They had to actually uh, you know, uh, sign disclaimers that they would never talk about what they did or what they saw. Right. But this guy's like a free spirit, you know, he's very he funny. Yeah, he didn't really <laughs> give a shit. I mean he yeah. about anything. And this is what his brother's telling me. Right. And he says, well and he says he just packed up and after that balloon, he said he packed up and he left. But then his brother said, what are you talking about? He says, he says let me tell you, he says, when we went in there to take the school apart, he says, that school was a mess. He says, it was, it was a total mess. He says, nobody could have went to that school. The, the floors were, that half the rooms were flooded. There's mildew and a moss growing on some of the walls. He says, there's desks piled up and there's chairs piled up in the rooms. And, you, and he says, you can't, you know, you, you just can't uh, have kids in that room. And he says, right. and they tell you about the uh, story, he's about the people being shot in that room. He says, the people who were shot in that room, he says, don't you think there'd be blood or there'd be broken glass or things of that nature? He says, we didn't find anything like that. He says, well, you, can you tell me what's that? He says, I can't tell you anymore because, he says, after that one day I was there, they brought a different crew in to finish it up. Right. So they split the crews up. So nice. they didn't keep people working there all the time. So... That just in itself is kind of screwy. you know. Why yeah. don't you have a regular crew there, do the job, and get the hell out? That doesn't sound but, right. Uh,
0: I mean, you usually you hire the crew, no. they go in, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of time it's union-based, and the union's not going to play that game.
1: No. You and know. Yeah, exactly. So I, 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 I don't know if this company's union-based or what, but uh, again, uh, it was kind of screwy that he said he was just there for that one day, he did his part, and then the next day they sent a different crew and he went on a different job. But anyway, it aroused the curiosity of this professor who, who I know, and he's and so the professor started doing uh, some research on his own. Right now, again, this is around Christmas time when he started doing this, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: I believe the meeting we had the meeting was up, was in February, so he had a couple of months ahead of time to do this research, and he he came back and he says, well, you know, my brother might have something because this thing doesn't sound kosher. He says, what I've been looking into and what I've been finding out. Just does not make sense, and, and right? I, I said. Well, he said, "Can you look into it for me? You know, can do you have any more contacts back there?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, you know, I happen to know somebody who's a, a very good contact, um, and the person I'm not going to even say if it's a man or a woman. Uh, the person uh, it happens to be a first responder, said, and he," I said. I'll see what I can do about making
0: contact with this person. Yeah, let me just interject for one second. I just want to yep. let the audience know that for for reasons, the reason why we're being a bit vague about certain things is, it's, again, it's a sensitive issue, and there are people that are involved that don't yep. want to, for their own Person and safety and security and whatever they don't want to be involved in this, and I understand why it's a tragedy, but we're just yeah. asking questions okay That's it. And we're it's not pointing fingers we're just asking questions right. so uh, go ahead with the, the this person that you were talking
1: about okay so um, I uh, have to have the phone number still of the person called and um, I started talking, I, and I said, can I ask you a question? Uh, you know, we just have went through all our, you know, how your kids are doing, and this, and that, and all for the baloney. Um, my son used to play tee ball well, with their, you know, with their kid. And so, um, I started, can I ask you a question? I said, "What, did, whatever happened over there, at, you know, back in Connecticut with the, the kids being uh, killed? And it was a long pause. He says, um you know uh frankie says um i i got to get back to you on that i i, I you know i i got to go somewhere he says, but but i'll get back to you i'll, I'll talk to you right and he, and he and he just like hung up i mean just hung up that's it yeah I said, Whoa. i said i knew this guy for years <laughs> and he just hung up to me like that so i sent him an email same thing uh, i get a, an email back saying um Sorry, I can't talk to you right now, you know, I got things going on, but I will get in touch with you. So then one day, uh, I get a phone call and uh and it was it was the person. And the person said to me, uh, I like to tell you the whole story, says, but I can't because I lose my job. My uh my family be in danger and uh I just can't but he said she she or he said to me that uh read between the lines right you right. read between the lines say, that's all i can tell you because uh, like, like i said i'm in jeopardy if i go any further with this, this information and you could call me back anytime to talk about anything else but i, I really don't want to talk about this and i you know was like in shock you know it's, you know we were pretty much friends and i thought he might say something to me right but it didn't work out that way uh so that even got me more intrigued into it so i really started digging into it <laughs> there you now, go. Yeah,
0: the door to the rabbit hole has been opened <laughs> right
1: exactly so uh and then I'm, I'm seeing all these different things and i'm hearing about these people they call crisis actors and Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it's starting to make so much sense to me that they had a drill in Hartford the day before. They just happened to have the, uh, the what's the Homeland Security people there when when this happened. It Just happened to happen. Yep. And um, it was it was crazy. It was crazy. I mean they happened to get toilets. Who ordered the to- how? Did they know they were going to need toilets there. Yeah. You know, a portable potties, things like that. And uh, it really blew my mind. It really blew my mind, and it, it just added on to the the nine eleven stuff that I was looking at. And right, it's, it's just too much. You uh, know, what are they trying to do? What well, is this government uh, trying to do?
0: You know, when when I remember nine eleven, I was supposed to go into work and, and and what have you, and I actually worked a late shift, so I actually watched the the plane going. The first report was from Dick Oliver in uh, Fox Five on, in New York, and. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really shocked by it because um, there was a plane that flew into the Empire State Building many, many years ago. And it could happen. I mean, these are pretty tall buildings, right? You know, if you make a mistake, whatever. It wasn't until the second plane flew in and whatever, you know, it was like, wow, this is terrorism. And and you just don't expect it. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's, you know, again, getting into that 9-11 conspiracy side of it. There's more questions than answers.
1: Uh-oh. And even the
0: experts that are, yeah. are out there are now saying, no, this can't happen. It, this it, it this can't, didn't it happen can't. the way it is. Now, I'm not talking... Hold on, I just want to preface. I'm not talking about the, the sub-buildings that were surrounding the Twin Towers, uh, Seven or yeah. whatever. You get to a certain point where um, there's a lot of money to be involved in that, and when Building 7 falls by itself, it doesn't, because it's, if it falls in the act of this event then you can make your insurance claim if it doesn't then there's other issues so let's say I think that was helped but as far as the the towers are concerned things just don't add up no. and I had people that we, we lost people there I almost took a job I was mm-hmm. so close I got I, I was very very lazy they were wooing me for over a year and I was gonna head up something in Morgan Stanley Dean Witter and it would have put me in grant like point blank, bullseye. Yeah, um, sure would. And, you know, and, and we had the bodies stored outside where I was uh, on mm-hmm. 24th Street at my other office. Uh, I will never forget the smell. I will mm-hmm. never forget the quiet of New York City uh, at that moment and the jet fighters flying over and shaking everything in your home. Um, really? Yeah, it was pretty intense. Um, and then when you start figuring out what the other, I, the other plan was to do more planes and just land them any place I mean this was an event that like Pearl Harbor they knew Pearl Harbor was gonna take place they knew the ships were there they knew they let they saw the sub come in um, they need a precursor to do something so they create this they allow the event to take place and then they can get themselves into a war that they really don't want to get into it's an easy way of doing it They did it with Pearl Harbor uh, but this was civilians and that's what I had a problem with um, yeah, yeah, it, but, it was horrible. Right. So yeah. going back to the school, after <coughs> the porter potties and everything, did, you know, what other questions started popping? Did you start talking to other people? And well, just yeah, answers? I mean,
1: I, I, supposedly the school. First of all, the guys, uh, the guy uh, told his brother that that school was abandoned for I think like four or five years before they went in there to tear apart. So uh, I don't know how they had kids in there. Right. all, there were supposed to be over 400 students in that school. I I didn't see where one person ever came out, another kid ever came out. In other words, there was no kind of an evacuation. Now the police were there within uh, what, five, six minutes of the incident.
2: Right. Something to that. Where effect, were
1: all yeah. the other kids? Yeah, where were all the other? Where's the other 400 kids? Where were they? They show no type of an evacuation. Uh, then the people walking around like zombies. I mean, right. I mean think about this: If you was your kid in that school, you think you'd be walking, they tell you to go walk into the firehouse, you're going to be walking. I'd be just crawling at the, the mirrors, the, the glass doors, oh, yeah. trying to get into school. No, nah, it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. And, it and, doesn't.
0: And unfortunately, kids, you know, there are people that actually perished in this. You know, they, they were, something happened. I want to say something happened and and I don't know what narrative people will believe uh, people died children died its its it's a tragedy well,
1: beyond belief that that's okay you. that's your opinion right? okay that children died there, alright that's your opinion
0: well uh, I'm, I'm I, trying I, to give the benefit of the doubt but I've you know this is a, it's a gray area from from what I've read and heard there was no the, the, the parents couldn't see autopsies yeah uh, right You couldn't exhume the graves um, yeah. Conveniently, the school was torn down after the event. Conveniently, mm-hmm. the, the the mother's house was torn down after the event. I mean, it was literally like a disposal of of every piece of evidence and yeah. banning people. Um, there are Thank people you. that are making claims right now, and and there are people <laughs> people whose rights are being
1: violated right now because of this. Well, let me tell you, they're going to have to have a, a lot of proof to uh, to you know to make these claims if they're going to. Because yeah, I heard the same thing that they want to like sue uh, was it Alex Jones for making these things. Yep. You better have proof that your kid is dead, and they're not they're not by because supposedly Connecticut is not leaving uh, letting out any autopsy photos, any records or information, or even uh, police records of that incident. You can't get anything. But that, on that. see,
0: th- this is this adds to the controversy and the conspiracy that's taking place Absolutely. and Absolutely. and as a parent myself of young children um, this would this would destroy me as a, as a person I mean if someone uh, yeah. came in for for whatever reason um, there's a lot of events that are very similar to these that have taken place and let me explain something to people when when you're talking about a these are like false flag events I think an mm-hmm. event like this literally was a gun grab and and we're gonna go well, well, you know I, I don't want to pu- Battle politics. This was a gun grab. This is a oh, way yeah. to get for the government to say, well, we don't want any more, any type of semi auto anything, and no more. So, this is another violation of, of rights. And yep. they realized that militarily uh, they couldn't do it. So now civilians are, are, are targets. Civilians are targets at discotheques down in Florida. I mean, there's a lot of other questions about that whole incident down there. Um, mm-hmm. I have a buddy who was in Vegas. He was there. He saw people getting shot. I'm going to stress this to everybody. You know, because they're doing these events and they want to have a specific reaction from it, people will get killed.
1: Yeah, now they will. They will kill anybody
0: and everybody to prove their point because they're now they're not following the law. They're above the law and they Mm -hmm. will do whatever they have to do to take this out and make it happen. And then they make this gentleman a patsy um, and uh, I've seen I've seen the pictures of him. The, it, there's there's no way. I mean, <laughs> this it. There was uh, rep- no one reported about the several other places that were being shot up at the same time. No one reported about the helicopter fire. You know, on people. No one reported that uh, there was a great video about a, a cab driver in Vegas. I'm just going to Vegas right now, where you actually can see the muzzle fire. ...from the cab driver's uh, side mirror, and those only nope. have a specific angle. And it's not the 30-something stories up. It's on the top of, a, of, a, of an auto deck, you know, like a, a parking deck. There, there's Just because people are getting killed doesn't mean that the, the narrative you're being dictated to by the media is the, me- is the narrative... So that's, yeah. the, that's what I wanted to say about Sandy, you know, the, the Sandy incident. But continue on. I'm sorry about that.
1: Yeah, I would like to me that the, the the real thing that caused the whole deal was the interview they had with the, that one father, uh, Parker, some guy named Parker. There was two, there's two versions of that interview. There's a CNN version of it, and then there's a true version of it. It's the, it's the same thing, there were, yep. this, uh, I think, I don't know, maybe it was Global News. It was another news company that were waiting for this guy to do an interview about, the, and about his kid being killed. The CNN interview starts with the guy crying, we need help, and this and that. The other uh, tape, tape, tape that they did, the guy gets himself into character. He starts, he starts laughing and smiling, and then he told me, it was his turn to get onto the microphone. He steps to the microphone, and he gets into work. He does his deep breaths. He takes his time, and then he tries to make tears come out, and he goes into a character of a grieving father. That, that, that got me so bad, let me tell you. I yep. could have choked if I was there. That, it, that said, they're just trying to just fool everyone. I hate it. I, I just can't stand it. Whoever it is. They, they think they're taking us
0: for idiots and and the problem is there's a there's, i bring i bring some of these points up to to people friends and family uh locally and what basically happens is that like you're crazy you know, they're so offended by the that I would say that no one died there and, yep. and you can't see this is the problem we have in this country you cannot have a dialogue or di- uh, a, a, a conversation with anybody without someone being offended or it's so extreme. You're wrong, right. that's it, you're a Nazi, whatever. Um, yep. So this is a problem. We've lost the ability to communicate. This is exactly what they, uh, they whoever they are, are looking yeah. for. They want outrage and civil unrest. I mean, it falls mm-hmm. into the whole narrative of, well, if you have outrage and civil unrest, then you can cause military uh, martial law, and then you can disarm anybody. You know? Absolutely. Look yep, What happened in, after the Boston bombing, they literally mm-hmm. declared martial law people and they went house to house whether you wanted it or not
1: oh did they? i i wasn't aware yes. of
0: that yes they did
1: Horrible.
0: and Horrible. and they put you in a position and people are too dumb or too afraid to stand up for themselves there are a select mm-hmm. few that are um, mm-hmm. i'm going to i'm going to shift over again to florida and okay. that the kids down there and the kid that doesn't even the, the, there's pictures of all these people um, they call them crisis actors um, right and they all know each other and they're all actually at these events and there's one lady i forgot who it was she was in she was at sandy hook she was at aurora she's at, it was in texas she was in florida i mean mm-hmm. and she's always interviewed it's always the same person and are people that unaware that it's just you're looking at the same person either that or they have doppelgangers all over the place <laughs> you know i mean and, yeah. and it's a little subtle they change the hair color uh, they'll put some different color eyes in there. But if you did a biometric facial recognition program, it would point out, and someone did that online, actually, it literally tagged the same people at the same at different events all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and someone did it also with voice. The, someone else did it with a voice. Yep. Uh, I don't know if it was the one in Florida, but uh, they did it with the person from uh, Sandy Hook, a person from Sandy Hook, and... and she, she. This woman was at another type of event. I don't know which one it was. Right. But they did a voice comparison, and it was it was almost perfect.
0: I mean, yeah, it, and, it's just amazing what's going on, and yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, if 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 the, this country found out all this stuff and it was true, and and it was an inside job on this and that and whatever. Yeah. The, yeah. The, everything would fall. It would just totally fall apart. It would just. Well, it, you yeah. couldn't believe anybody anymore. You can't believe the church anymore. You can't no. believe you nope. know you can't believe no. any government anymore. I, I, no. I personally see all the all the things taking place in Europe. Uh, if you don't know and you're living in Europe right now that you're being invaded. <laughs> I'm, uh, they're, sorry. They're, they're, I'm sorry. I but mean, you're being invaded.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See uh, it took them a long time to realize that, but uh, now <coughs> you're getting countries like Austria, Germany, and Italy fighting back now. Their, their, their governments have changed. You know, now they've become more of a, right, a right-wing government where they don't want these. They just don't want it to stop. They want it to stop. They don't want to keep in, uh, getting all these immigrants right. and call them refugees, but I doubt very much. But uh, they're, they're, all these immigrants are invading their countries.
0: Right, and 100%. And you know, the, the problem here is, listen, I come from immigrant blood. Um, we all do, yeah. And, and these are people. My, I I, could, I will swear up and down. My grandfather and his family came here out of hardship and as refugees. But they weren't refugees; they were immigrants. And they spent uh, well, a couple of the family members. You know, you had to be in, in uh, at, at Ellis Island for. Uh, yeah. You know, just make sure you don't you're not sick. They yeah. they were treated like garbage here, but they wanted to be Americans. They learned English. Mm-hmm. They never lost their heritage, mind you. But they assimilated mm-hmm. into society. They worked hard. They fulfilled the American dream. There are people coming globally and talking about, not only just in this country, but elsewhere. They're, they're demanding. Yes. That's like having some, like have somebody come yes. into your house and say, no, I demand chocolate milk. And when yes. you don't get chocolate milk, break their TV set. And spit mm-hmm. on their kids and whatever. That's what's taking yep. place yep. here. So we have this dysfunction globally. Um, yeah.
1: Well, they say it's a, it's a globalist world, you know, that they're trying to just make it one thing, you know, one whole thing. And I believe it.
0: I, I just, it, it's, it's it's insanity. So so basically from, from the questions that you had and from, from these answers, you know, like the, the information you're getting back, I mean... I was told by Frank, by Al. I mean, like, no, my brother's, you know, straight. He's, you know, God bless the USA. We would never do that. And for him, and he said this exactly like this. For him to think otherwise, he knows something's
1: up. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's obvious. I mean, they started. 9/11 was just to get into the Afghanistan, right. uh, Iraq war. That, that's all there was to it. I mean, it was it was obvious. It was obvious. Uh, how how could you know who, who attacked you? The, less than twenty four hours later, you knew who attacked you. Osama bin Laden over there. How could you possibly know? And like you said, they they did away with everything to prove it. They they got away with the crime screen. They started taking all that stuff away and uh, over to the fish kill, wherever the uh, where they had over right. in Staten Island. Yep. And uh, you can, you, That's a crime scene. You can't do that. You've got you to do an analysis. No, they took all that
0: away. Right. They and, took all that away. And, and let's compound it a little bit further. Um, what people don't realize is the following uh, We were about to default, this is a couple of years back, on, on a loan, mm-hmm. uh, on our debt. First yeah. time ever. And, and it was about to be released on, a, a, I think it was a Monday morning or something like that. Um, we were going to announce that we're defaulting on our debt and we can't pay the bill which would have just totally eradicated the, the, the financial markets. But conveniently, we got Os- uh, Osama bin Laden. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. Conveniently. Uh, yeah, no, he's dead, uh, Seal Team Six, and they got him. And nope, uh, we, he was uh, buried at sea, and, and we can't tell you where because we don't want uh, 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 them to, you know, yeah, use it right. as an example. You know what? <sighs> Give me a break.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And isn't it strange how that plane hit the Pentagon right where the the accounting office where they were trying <laughs> to find out three dollars? Yeah, a, exactly.
0: A, oh, you know, and then and then there's the um well what's very interesting about it, David Frost interviewed the prime minister, what's her name of Pakistan, I believe it was. Oh, okay. And, mm-hmm. or Afghanistan, one of the two. And, and mm-hmm. she, she, the Americans were going in there and she says, why, why, you know, the, he asked him a, she, he asked a, the, her a question about, about this, the Americans being in the country or something to that effect. Now, before doing this interview, it was later found out that they were threatened, you do this interview, you'll be killed. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, this person, you could look it up. Uh, look up David Frost interview with uh, Pakistan or or, or uh, uh, um, Afghanistan uh, president. Yeah. On the interview, she says, "Why? Why? This was uh, in like oh9 or something like that, mm-hmm. or or something like that, uh, or '09 or '12, one of the two. She goes, "Why? Why are the Americans here? They got they got uh, Bin Laden in 07. What do they need to be here for?" That was exactly. the quote. The next day, I think. Uh, fifty seven bullets were, were were shot into this person's limousine they were killed
2: yeah
0: so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know we don't know what why things are taking place but i, I mm-hmm. say that they are and it's not paranormal based I'll tell
1: you that <laughs> yeah yeah well again that that's what you know I, I was with always with the paranormal but i, I I'm nice to myself you know what I pretty much know about that the paranormal things right. i i believe in you I believe that there's UFO. I believe there's life in other worlds. Uh, there is such thing as spirits. Yes, right. there are spirits. You know, be it uh, haunting ghosts or apparitions, whatever. That I understand. I've researched. I've done it. I've seen it. Well, I haven't seen any apparitions, but I've, I've known about it. That's all said and done. To me, that's 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 done. That, that, right. I did that. It's all past. What scares me is what the, the living people are doing. Right. What the... Steep state, or whatever you want to call it, these people that are in the government that we don't know that are running this country. What, what are they up to? I want to really know what are these people up to. Well, have
0: you been following the the, the stuff about Q QAnon at all, or
1: no? You know, I haven't. I've heard about it, but I haven't. No.
0: So it's uh, this this. Uh, the ragtag group in, in in the deep state that wants to put things right and they're putting out these on, on the, the 4chan boards, um, basically alluding to the fact that the swamp's going to be drained and there's going to be tribunals for some seriously high-ranking uh, U.S. political people. And when I say high-ranking, so. I'm talking presidentially yeah. ranking.
1: Yeah, I, um, I hope so. I hope so. I hope, I hope. Uh, Bush gets his ass hung, and I hope uh, Obama gets his, is taking care of him. yeah they 're talking about a lot of people
0: um in, within the entire government and this is you can look this up everybody it's uh, you know um, the problem with that is someone came out and said that that their the queue has always been compromised um, and the 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 real queue or whatever was taking place seems to have been compromised by the deep state they they 've been caught and now the deep state is using this Q uh, mystery person as the as a vehicle to d- disseminate more bad information. People that I know very well that that, that work as uh, reporters and, and that I used to be very much into the Q um, are mm-hmm. even saying, "Nope, this is he's done. It's done." And they're even going so far as say that not only is this done, but there are people so desperate for this that that they're now following the letter R. Which is beyond belief, but <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of connection between this this deep state, and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and what they're doing globally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's again, it, it's it's real. It's really scary that we have individuals that apparently took an oath to uphold and protect the Constitution of the United States and protect it from enemies, both foreign and domestic, and yet they yeah. become the enemies. I mean, yeah. I don't know, I'm a red-blooded American, um, yeah. and I could, you know, I, I, I'm i not too thrilled about some of the things that my country's have has done, but I would never betray what those men, women, children in the 1700s did to grant us these freedoms and rights. That's
1: right, that's right, that's right. You, you, know, you are 100% correct, yeah. Now, um I you know people around me my wife people they they just say you know you're you you you're too extreme about these things <laughs> I, I I just see I just see things happening here I, I, I'm not a dumb person I tell her I I, I see these things you just yep. look into them it's like I said to, to her years ago I said there's something with these UFOs there's something going on right it took her years to understand that you know there might be life on other planets and maybe we have visitations here I mean, it just it just takes time for people to see it. Yeah. I hope that more people get into this and more people see it. You know, with, uh, here a good example. Wake, wake I was up. in Dallas. Yeah, I was in Dallas at right. the time that the, uh, the the World Trade Center uh, got hit. I was at the airport. I was at Dallas International Airport, ready to come home to Michigan, and and I saw the plane. The first plane hit. And I said, "Wow!" So that, like you, like everyone else, boy, did right. that guy. You know, what the hell happened to him? But then the second one, I said, "Whoa, this doesn't look good." And then that's when they told the, they closed the airport and told everybody, you know, go find a place to stay because the airport—we're not going in here. The airport's closed. Yep. So we went back to the hotel, and just as I was getting back to the hotel, I was looking at the TV screen, and there was a couple of people. Around. The, the first building fall. No, no, fell. I think it was the Tower Two fell.
2: I think you so. Know,
1: it it started to fall, and you know, like I'm here with these businessmen. They're all looking at me, and one guy, he says. That is so odd I says why why he says he says that's a steel building he says that's not supposed to fall like that exactly I said well how do you know he says says I'm an architect I said oh okay he says that's steel <laughs> he says, steel doesn't fall like that and he says and if you he says if you notice it's not falling you know like to a side to a right to left it's almost falling straight down
0: as if it's a controlled demolition
1: yeah. I said, well, I, back then, like I said, I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. I, you know, again, this is just happening. I didn't think anything of it. But then, as time went on, I mean, this guy's what he said to me spit in my head, and then I started, you know, seeing all these different things about the 9/11 truth people. Yeah. So I started getting interested in it, and you know, I said, well, you know, maybe they have something. And then I saw all these damn coincidences. You know, how you could have war games going on and you don't get getting an attacked, and you're still going on with your war games. Come on. That doesn't make sense. It it, it
0: what's very frustrating yeah. is it hurts it hurts me as an individual. Not yeah. my, not my intellect. But I know what this country was from from my exactly. perspective and mm-hmm. I we, we took a, a really really dark turn that day. Um, yeah, that,
1: that was the worst. That was the worst. I mean, we we could always say that okay, Roosevelt uh, when he knew about Pearl Harbor and he kept yep. it to himself, that was that, that that was bad. But pretty much, people knew it was it wasn't, it wasn't uh, out in the open, you know, uh, out in the open. But pretty much, people knew we were going to go into World War II. Pretty much, people yeah, knew.
0: yeah. I mean, you needed the you needed the impetus to to, to bring you into this war.
1: Right, right. Um, but nobody wanted, nobody expected anything like that. in Nine eleven. Nobody expected this type. At least I didn't. You know, uh, there was no telltale sign yeah. that we wanted invaded. You know, uh, Iraq. What is it? Iraq, Iran, uh, Afghanistan at the time. Right. I didn't know that. No. It's crazy. It's just crazy.
0: It's 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 a pretty scary world there. I mean, you know, it's funny. You as a parapsychologist, I mean, there's in, in a really weird world. You, you, there is some concrete things you can grasp onto and say, yeah, okay, this is plausible and this is X, Y, and Z and what have you. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. when you come in, this is so unheard of that it right. it just it, it literally is like getting kicked and punched in the you know in, in the stomach in the solar plexus, in like like a cheap shot. And yeah. the the fact that I mean we even have it in the state of New York, uh, I believe uh, Chuck Schumer everybody signed that document, the Patriot document, and they didn't even read yeah. it. They just said No yep. Nope,
1: sign it. Yep. yep. and that's it they said they just signed it, yep. And
0: to admit to that signing that without reading it uh, you should be fired. You should just be tarred and feathered because you violated your oath. Um, yeah. And and but <laughs> um, it, it's it's just amazing what's taking place in this this world. One of the things that that bothers me, and it just keeps continuing. Whether it be it Las Vegas, be it um, Florida, be it any place. I mean, I, I saw this the stuff going on with the Florida shooting at the school, and mm-hmm. um, you know here you have see. It's not a firearm that's the problem, in my opinion. It's the individuals. We have a lot of stress in this world, and a lot of st- there's so much pressure going on that people are just they just they're strapped. They just can't do anymore. This it's like a pressure cooker, and when you're alerted, yeah. you know, we have tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of of gun- of, of firearm control laws on books in every state, mm-hmm. and of these. Maybe one thirty second or one sixty fourth is being actually enforced. Had you enforced the proper the laws that you've already passed, you know you wouldn't have a quarter of these these events because they wouldn't have had access to them. Um, that's right. The way it's supposed to work is if if you if something goes on and you get some kind of medication that's uh, on that list um, that where you should not have firearms. Mm-hmm. But what happens is it's supposed to trigger, it's supposed to be connected to another system that says, that, that checks daily or something to that effect, um, people who are licensed and carried concealed firearm owners or, or have firearms throughout mm-hmm. the state. And once it goes ding, 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 it comes up and says so-and-so was just prescribed X, Y, and Z and SSRI, they're not allowed to have firearms. They, they're they registered as a firearm user. So you're supposed to send a car over there, Relieve them of their firearms because of that event. Uh, right, or, right. And then have a, a hearing based on why you, you, you were, you know, it was taking. And, you know, so you can present your, the case. You're innocent before you're proven guilty. Right. That's not in, a, in play. None of that's no. in play. So all that takes place in this day and age is that they want to keep putting more and more laws in the books. Oh, no, no, we don't want you taking guns. We just want, we just want the, the automatic rifles semi-automatic mm-hmm. weapons they say actually semi automatic weapons you don't need them well well you know what that is that's handguns and 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 rifles
1: of course yeah I mean uh, I see them every day at work yeah uh, <laughs> uh, yeah I mean it's um, I mean we're you know you don't we don't allow automatic weapons uh, on the range other than maybe uh, shotguns um, right they're uh, they're it's, fully automatic I mean that's that's the shotgun that's the way it is but the, the thing is these people have to realize that you can't, I mean, legally, you can't go out and buy an automatic weapon, you, you know, a, a rifle or a machine gun or something. You have that to
0: have a, a Federal Firearms, I think, it's a class, I yeah. think, six or something to that effect? It's almost two. like, a, you,
1: yeah, you almost have to have like a, a, a dealer's um, license to yep. do those type of things, or a broker's license. And that you license know, you, alone you, yeah.
0: will cost you thousands, probably $10,000 or more. Thousands, and
1: and it takes almost years to get, because they do a very, FBI, there's a very extensive background check on that.
0: You have to have a reason, a real Mm -hmm. reason, like your deal, like you just said. Um, Besides the fact that I know plenty of, of, of firearm owners, and you know what, you don't want one of those you know how much the ammunition is going to cost? Oh, that's right. <laughs> like, that's right. Like, right. right. They don't shoot twenty twos, people.
2: <laughs> it's not a penny <laughs> around at this
0: point. Um, but, right. you know, right. but, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to explain to people because they just don't understand the concept of it. And, and I wish more people were educated on, on how to handle, clean, fire, care for a firearm. I also want more people to actually go out and qualify with them. And that normally now I gotta, I gotta say to you, I don't have one. I live in, in New York city. I don't have any firearms. It's rather difficult to get them. Uh, you know, I, and to get the license and I just don't want to go through it. Um, it's, it's too arduous of a task, which technically is a violation of my rights, but we just won't go through that. But the point is that we go to Virginia we visit a couple of friends down there. We go to the NRA range and we, we shoot Mm -hmm. before we even got into shoot. I had to take a test from my friend who showed in us in
2: Virginia? Well, yeah, well,
0: I didn't no, know that. No, 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 no. Let me tell you this: He made us take an examination. He gave us a test on, on firearms, oh, okay. where the site is, where the safety, all this stuff. Then, when we went to the NRA range, we literally went there. You pay, you pay your fee, and you have to sit down mm-hmm. and take a, a, an examination. And based on your grade, we'll we'll determine whether you are allowed on the range or not.
1: Is that right?
2: 100,
0: wow, one hundred percent. So if you don't know what you're talking about, they're not going to just going to let you rent a handgun and go shoot something. This isn't a mm-hmm, golfing mm-hmm. range, kids. This is yeah. a firearm range. So we knew what we were doing. So I go down there with my wife, who's dressed, you know, gapped out or whatever, you know, the most stylish, mm-hmm. stylish trends. And she's standing there, and she does not like firearms.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: However, she is a dead shot.
2: <laughs>
0: she's very... Well, you
1: know, most women are, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, in my case, I'm left-eye dominant for for the the weapons we were using, and um, so I had to go with uh, you know I I was doing better with a long rifle, uh, almost on a, on a, a sniper-ish type of uh, of a, a stance, but um, I did. You know, we fired everything you can think oh, good. of. Um, oh, good. good. The one that, that really kicked in was when he made me fire an Enfield. And, and I said, no, I'll take the pad. And he goes, and you, know, you, you know, the pads are what I'm talking about for the, for the stock. Yes. Yes. And the mm-hmm. first time it hit on the pad, it hurt. And then the, oh, pad, yeah. the pad, I set up for the second single round. This is what they use in World War I, people, the, the, yep. the, the English, the Enfield. And mm-hmm. that pad slipped. I can feel that thing right now. And this oh, yeah. was this was at least ten years ago that I fired that <laughs> weapon. It was such a, 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 a jolt to my shoulder, beyond belief. But there, there oh, yeah. she goes, and and some guy goes over and send, and says, "You want to fire an AK-47?" And he had one. He had a full auto, and she's mm-hmm. sitting there, you know. So, but the one thing is this: I appreciated that she went through all that and she learned how to take it, you know, take them apart and then look and mm-hmm. where to clean it. And she doesn 't ever have to have one, but she knows how to use it she 's not that's afraid good. of it um, yeah. and I think that the part of the problem with these these weapons is is fear so which is you know that's thing it 's lack of education and fear you know the the mm-hmm. world 's flat again by the way
2: <laughs> you 've been following
0: that right so the world 's flat so if we travel far enough, we will go off that edge um, and and but this is the the mentality that people have like you know, the whole thing is the a single bolt or, or, or a regular rifle that, that is a semi-automatic, as soon as, you know, three or four in a clip, and you pull, mm-hmm. pull, pull, is no different than one where you put it to make it look like an an, M, uh, an M15, an M16, an AK-47. It's kind of mm-hmm. like having a Yugo and then putting a, a Lambo shell around the Yugo, a Lamborghini shell around the it's still a Yugo. That's awesome. Okay. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it it's it's insanity what's going on in this world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah, I, I think we, we we killed enough. I I, I get up you know, I really get get carried away. I'm sorry, I do not get no, carried no. away about this. I I don't do like too. the way uh we're being treated as a people from I hate to say it, the government. I, I, I just don't like it. I don't like it. It's it's not fair.
0: Look, I I think a lot of people are waking up to a lot of different things and they're waking up to that fact and, and, you know, because what happens is people are getting lazy now covering their tracks and there's more and more evidence coming out and and, and that's a good thing, to be brutally honest. It is. It's, it's, you know, um, it's good that we're waking up to that. We're waking up to, to realizing that it's better to treat people with kindness than individuality you know, um, the individual is good, but it's a it's a cancer in the society. We need to start working together again. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I hate that you know I don't want to say kumbaya everybody, but uh, we need to start working together. We need to start, you know, really looking out for each other and our neighbors again. It's not it's not snooping or snitching. It's doing what's right. The world was a, a pretty decent place. Let's make let's correct the wrongs you know, on how people were treated. Even, you know, it doesn't matter if it's religion or color or race or whatever. Let's correct that. But let's start working together to get it to a better place. And I think maybe I'm going to swing into a little bit of the paranormal, you know, with all these yeah. these UFO sightings and stuff um, and these events. This is the message that's being sent by all these, you know, everybody that comes back that has an experience is telling you, um, you know, they, they, we, we need to raise our vibration. We need to start m- m- more love than hate. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. this is where it is. We need to stop doing this to ourselves. We need to hold people accountable and say, look, you can't do this. You're here to help us not fill your pockets. Yeah,
1: that's what they're doing.
0: Speaking of UFOs, sir,
1: <laughs>
0: you're in Michigan. You're in dogman country, by the way. I don't know if you've ever had any cryptid experiences. I'm going to switch into, for a couple more minutes if you if you got yeah, yeah, a yeah, little yeah. more time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was the first half of our program, <laughs> controversies. <laughs> and, and let's get into a little paranormal because you are a para, yeah. parapsychologist. So speaking of Michigan, um, there is the land between the lakes and, and, and the dogman you know, up there, that lichen, the 12-foot werewolf. Have you heard any stories, or have you investigated any of that stuff?
1: No, I'll be honest with you. Ever since I moved here to Michigan, I pretty much uh, got out of the um, out of the investigating of the par- you know the paranormal. I, I mean, I've had I did one investigation that uh, to- turned out to be a total farce. I, the, I guess these people found me uh, uh, online or something, and they asked yep. if I w- would join them at an investigation at a at an old opera house here in Howell, Michigan, and uh, I, you know they, they ask if I would go. I say, yeah, sure, I, I go. on. Um, and I, in fact, I met him there. And all I see, I, all of a sudden, I see these four ba- vans pull up. It must be sixteen to twenty people coming out. Oh my gosh! And, yeah, and this, the opera house isn't very big. I mean, it's, it was built like in the eighteen fifties, and and it's not very big. It's it's really a small building. That's all it is with chairs and but they were everywhere they were making and then i had one guy he had this uh i I forgot i call it the squawk box the the, alfred told me it was something else yeah the sp7 box
0: al has one of those it is (laughs) it is so freaking noisy
1: it's like Yeah, let me me tell you what happened oh my god this, 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 this is the funny part about the whole thing First of all, they're making noise like crazy. People are upstairs. People are downstairs. and Everybody's walking around. You, you can't hear what's going on. Then I, finally one guy comes running down, and he's got that box in his hand. He says, listen, listen to this. And you hear people talking. I'm sorry. You know, he says, listen to this. <laughs> and then I'm, 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 I'm looking at the guy at the face. I said, do you know what that is? He goes, it's, it's got to be spirits. I said, spirits in my ass. I says, you're, very, you're here by Interstate 96. That's the truck drivers. I, I, that's when I said, you know what, guys? Uh, I got to leave. Not, that was I, your I last investigation, leave. huh? I left. I left. I left, and that was the last investigation I did here in Michigan. That's
0: great. But I, I do get, Spirits.
1: <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. I can't handle that stuff. When I used to do investigations, I know Al is I'm old-fashioned, but... Here's what we had myself, another person. Well, I was at that time, I was being mentored, so uh, it was the, the guy who was really in charge and he was mentoring me. he had this woman who was an excellent, excellent psychic. she was just she was, I must say, close to 80 years old, and she used to live in Manhattan. And she was yep. just terrific. It would be us three. A tape recorder. Do you remember the old cassette tape recorders?
0: Yes, I had uh, those.
1: <laughs> okay. There used to be that, a 35 millimeter camera, a Polaroid camera, and that's it. That's when we, we would go and we would do our investigation. So you had the cold um,
0: ch- check uh, camera, <laughs> I mean recorder. Yeah. That, 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 that big one with that, that leather strap, right?
1: Yeah. And <laughs> with like like that, that
0: that microphone plug that
1: had the two plugs on it? The two Well, RCA. No, we didn't no have, you no, didn't no, have did... that one? I, we had a we had a real fancy one. we had the microphone was built into the tape Ooh, recorder. They spent extra. Yeah, that was, we, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a good one. We had yeah. a good But that that was the extent of our equipment, I mean, we didn't have anything more than that. And I, yeah, we would get um, what there was an EVPs. You know, we would right. get something like that. And uh, but we mostly it's dependent on our site. We would do the research on the on the place we were going. Um, you know, the, right. I used to call him the boss. Well, you know, Jim. He would do, uh, and, and I would do the research. Then we'd get in hold of the they asked if she could attend, and she said yes. We never, ever, ever told her where we were going, when we were going, except for the day before, a couple of days ahead of time. Right. Just to make arrangements.
0: Make your schedule available at this point.
1: Right. And right. but she never ever knew where we were going and what it was, what, what the history of the house was. And then she would come back and, you know, as we were walking through, she would say all the things that she took uh, would She would encounter. She would, uh, again, she would still have the, the tendency to see some spirits sometimes. I, I, We never did. We never saw right. an apparition, but she would see these things. She would sense these things. And I would say, I would say at least 85% of the time she was right, hitting it right on the money. She was very good. She was very good. So when I, when I see these people now with these gadgets, and they, this guy has a, um, this ghost adventure, he's got this little thing that has the stick people running around, and I don't know. That, that's an actual,
0: you would actually enjoy that, and I'll tell you why. Uh, the technology behind the Xbox Connect is super, super deep. I mean, it's really impressive. Uh, this thing was created primarily, I guess, the patent on it. They were trying to do something where they can actually mimic... And detect the, the movement of like for surgeons. So you could be in uh, the U.S. and do surgery on uh, on, a, on a patient uh, anywhere in the
1: world. And uh, I don't I, I don't see how that works. It, it, I, I it uses
0: what it does is it uses sensors and, and multiple cameras to um to to detect. It, it can detect your blood pressure. It can detect blood flow. It detects pulse. It tec- it detects. Um, because it takes more than just one uh, d- um, dimension uh, image, it could it takes depths of the field and it picks up on all these other little anomalies. Not does it use re- regular photography, but it uses infrared. Yeah, that those things
1: I understand, but. This thing that I was watching, it looked like a, a, a stick a stick right, person. Right,
0: because what it does is this, and the way it works on regular Connect for, for Xbox, the game, the video game system, I'll tell you how it is. So you hook it up to your system, and then it, you, you set it up, and it detects your room's distance and width and height and whatever. Then it, it maps audio that would fit there perfectly. It detects where you are, your, your, your mouth. It uses heat, too, so it's almost like a flir. So it knows when you're moving left and right. And then from that point it knows what you look like now when someone comes into the field of view on on a connect that it's never saw before it'll say unknown and it'll hover over that person unknown no, no matter how tall it is so for example my daughter we were doing playing connect i was standing there and she came in so it says new new person they didn't know who it was and then you can assign a profile to that person then it detects when it sees that person like facial recognition who Mm -hmm. it is so it's so sensitive that it just picks up on things and there's a great videos of people looking connect and it detects there's nothing there but it detects something that is there it's seeing it through its electronic eyes better than we're seeing it so going back to paranormal okay. if you work if you if if you're only visible in in infrared spectrum then if I'm looking at you you know you could be standing right in front of my face I can't see you
2: mm-hmm. yeah so I
0: understand that this is, that. Yeah. This is I how it is and so when you see the stick figures what it does is it whoever programs the system it says whenever you find something anomaly or whatever it is put the, this would be you know put a stick figure in it'll tell you that this is P1 for, for, for palm 1. This is P2 for palm t- You know, like, like, like right side, left side. And then just take those. This is what I'm going to give you. It's just a regular stick figure. Where the head would be, mm-hmm. the height would be. So that's why you're seeing the stick figure. Um, it's very interesting. It's very intriguing. And um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not totally sold on it, but it's probably one of the better machines or, or, or uses of technology in this current day and age mm-hmm. than anything mm-hmm. else.
1: Well, like I said, uh, I, it's been years since I've done it, and um, it, it's it's I, I, maybe I'm not I, I'm not into it. I don't know that much about it, but I, I, I don't buy it. I I just can't buy that. You know, it's just, I have a hard time buying. Yeah, as far as okay, as far as Michigan here, I right. I do get a, a quite a few people who uh, do email me about UFO reports. Really? Um. Yeah, um, there's. In fact, there's. Uh, I just got one. Um, I, I think I talked to Al about it. He gave me a, uh, a contact in uh, in, yeah. in the UK. Yes. Uh, yeah. That uh, this guy want to know if I can do an investigation. And I wish I could, but I can't get there. Right. But he gave me a contact uh, who who in turn gave me a contact up w- right where this guy uh, had seen these uh, UFOs. He sees them on a constant basis. Uh, he says almost every yep. night. It Is this by any of the here. lakes? Um, it's up by uh, uh, Loch Ness, uh, up uh, in uh, Edinburgh, Edinburgh, uh, Scotland. It's in Scotland. Right. Okay. It's this one. Now, the, the things around here. Well, there's all lakes everywhere around here in Michigan. Of I'm course. surrounded by lakes here. But uh, the uh, the one here in Michigan was. Um, uh, God, the, the, the town right next to me. it's called Commerce, where uh, let's see, was about the latest one with there was about maybe two years ago, where uh, it got it was over the power lines, on the the corner of uh, South Commerce Road and Wise. It's uh, it's a little uh, residential area that they uh, this guy has a, a beautiful home there. It's, it was built in the in the 1850s. It's uh, it's a gorgeous home, but anyway, he came out. He happens to have the power. <laughs> Unfortunately, he has a power station just almost in his backyard. And he came out one night and he looked up, and there was a huge craft right there. So he called the, the MUFON people here in Michigan, and then right. the guy at, Michigan, uh, at the MUFON asked me if I, since I lived in the, in the area in the neighborhood, if I could talk to the guy. But uh, he's a straight up, he's an attorney, so he doesn't have anything to Straight lace kind of guy, of, huh? Yeah, and he says he does not want to be mentioned by name and anything like that. Just uh, he says, I just want the people to know that you know, this stuff is happening here, right here in um in it's South Beach,
0: Michigan. It's real. Yeah, you know, I, I love oh, I, I love when people that don't normally would see these things and maybe not believe in them get an experience. Yeah. Um, it's refreshing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They you know? understand it. They do, and. Uh, I think more and more, that's why I'm, I'm tending to pretty much not get in uh, First of all, I'm, I'm old. I, I don't feel like going on any more of these investigations and all. I don't blame and, you. Uh, uh, yeah, and there's a lot to do to research, so uh, I, I really don't get into that anymore. But uh, I'm sold. I was sold many years ago. Uh, it's just, it's, just it's, it's, it's out there. They're out there. Whatever it is yeah. out there, they're out there. I don't know where they're coming from, where they are, but they're out there. And that's all it's to it, and that's my feeling. And I and I could go, I I could leave it now because I felt that I did what I had to do to learn about him, investigate him, and I'm sold on it. I I, I, I'm totally sold on it. The people I met, uh, yeah, you do meet these crazies once in a while. I did, you know, I did come across a few of those. (laughs) So most part. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. In most part, the people are are really honest, and they're just homemakers, or they're just regular working people. Um, Like in the book, the one I, especially uh, the one where I used to live in Oxford, Connecticut. Right. Uh, My neighbor, when she was making dinner, and she saw the UFO come over the pond. Right. I mean, this woman would never, I mean, she could never make up anything like this. But uh, she was scared stiff. In fact, she never even told her husband about it.
0: It's, it's 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 kind of a, a scary uh event you you don't know what it to is. to make it of it um when we were in um we were going up brood eight <clears throat> uh just past water perry going back to uh-huh. my old summer camp uh, a bunch of years back my my wife and i were in the car and she asked she was in the she saw this this thing in the distance she goes what is that and she was very perplexed and uh she basically, I'm like, like, what? She goes, over there. And I looked, and there was one of these radio towers, you know, like the really tall antennas had about mm-hmm. four lights on it. It's probably one of the largest ones actually in the country. I think I researched at one point. And she goes, it looks, is it a balloon? Because there was something that was kind of hanging up there. And then all of a sudden, the radio tower kind of turned to the left <laughs> mm-hmm. and then turned a little yeah. bit more and became level with the horizon. It was a beautiful. one of those beautiful nights in Connecticut where you could see forever in the stars. And right. something the size of a Giant Stadium flew over our car. She's hanging right. out the sunroof. I'm going 65 miles an hour saying in my head, stop the car, Brian. Stop the car, Brian. Uh, we mm-hmm. didn't. There's another car coming at, at, you know, on the other end of the road. It distracts us for literally, what's, 10 seconds at the max. Mm-hmm. We look back up. It's gone. I jammed on wow. the brakes on the middle of, of Route 8 at at about 940-something at night. We got out. Mm-hmm. We looked around and, like, how does something that size just disappear? And to this right. day, she still says it was a
1: weather balloon. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you probably saw what you probably saw what Al saw uh, on yeah. the uh, Merritt Parkway. That I mean, that is it, my
0: it, favorite story ever. For, from 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 yeah, you. I mean, well, yeah, and Al Dan tells Nell. it the
1: best. I'll tell it the oh, best. Oh yes, uh, he does. I, yeah, I mean, um, we both were looking at this thing. I mean, we were both following it. He actually saw it. I was listening to it on the radio. And racing to the place to see where, if I could get to see it, but I never got a chance to see it. But he did. But uh, it seems yeah. it seems like the same one that traveled between the Merritt Parkway, eighty four, Route yep. eight. It's always in that area. It's yeah, well, well, that, that Sikorsky
0: the Sikorsky helicopters are there, right over there in the Merritt. yeah. That yeah, that's and,
1: indeed. But we, we you, you know you know Sikorsky helicopters. I mean we we know them by heart. They're right down the river from us, so we yeah. used to see them all the time. Well, what I, but now. <laughs>
0: No, I was going to say what I love about the story is, you know, here's Frank. Frank is a parapsychologist. He's into this forever. I don't know if Al was into it as much at that point. Al's stuck in traffic on the highway. His car dies. Walks over to the cop and goes, listen, what the heck's going on? And the guy goes, look up. And he looks up, and he sees this gigantic mothership, something out of Close Encounters, that poster, you know. And he's like, holy, holy crap. Uh, Mm -hmm. Eventually, they're calling in the Air Force eventually all the cars are dead the and this thing takes off shoots up like a bat out of hell and yeah. cars come back on my mind you at this point frank i think you're you're like you're traveling everywhere you can it's over here the michigan on ufo avenue you know ufo on michigan avenue you know all, all over Bridgeport. yeah right you get I'm back trying to follow it yeah and in yeah. the end you come back and he comes walking through the door. He goes, "You know what the heck?" He goes, "You know, what you missed it." There's a UFO. He goes, "No, I saw it."
1: <laughs> it was just like,
0: you know, it's always that one person you wanted to see it, you want to experience yeah. this, you want to have that. Oh, like, yeah, that
1: that that moment. I had, my, I had my camera with me. I had my <laughs> video camera. I had my regular camera with me. and my binoculars. Yep. I had it on the station. I was traveling towards it, and then all of a sudden the guy in the radio said, well, it's heading this way, and I was completely from the opposite way. And I said, oh, I lost it, so I went back home. But then Al came back and you know, just recounted everything he did, and I said, yeah, I saw it. I mean, I heard about it on the radio. You know what I, I love about me. this?
0: What was the name of the radio DJ that was, was, was broadcasting that day? Be, um, what was that show? Tiny Markle.
1: Tiny His name Markle. was Tiny Markle. Yep, Tiny Markle. Yep. Was that on CCC?
0: Or, or WICC. ICC. Yep. Um, WICC. And yeah, uh, y- you know what? There, B- there's like no news. You research this incident. There's no news any place for it. You can't find any mention about a UFO that took place there.
1: Well, here's the thing. The next day, I started, you know, started calling right. different people and to find out what was going on. And, I, and before Tiny got off the radio that night, he says, "Hey, we're gonna." You know, I got to leave now, but we're going to get back to this tomorrow night. This is the first thing we're going to be talking about. You know, this is it, and I'm all excited. I'm ready to hear the news the next morning about this thing <laughs> flying over Bridgeport and yep. Fairfield. Nothing. I heard nothing on the news. Nothing. Oh no, I, I take it back. I think somebody said they mentioned some. They saw some kind of strange lights in the sky, and that was it. That was it. Wait yeah. a minute. This thing was on the news for two hours. I mean, it was following for two hours that, that night. Uh, on the radio. well, But uh, again, nothing. And then yep. I started calling the airport. I started calling Sikorsky Bridgeport Airport right, to find out. And they says, nah, we don't know nothing. What do you mean you don't know said <laughs> You're from, like miles from the radio station. You, It's a direct line. I said, you had to have something on your radar for it. No, nope. we have nothing on this at all. And I would so love, I was getting frustrated.
0: Yeah, I would love that audio. Yeah. I would love some audio or some newspaper article confirming it but it's almost as if someone came up to markle and said you're going to shut up about this
1: like she you know what happened he went the next night again you know i'm ready to hear right. him talk about it he wasn't on the air but he, probably, he called supposedly he's not he's a little under the weather and <laughs> and then of course me i called and said i thought we were going to talk about the UFO." And the guy said what, you, what are you talking about what UFOs?" and now we're not we're going to talk about Mayor Guzzi, uh, he wants to uh, put in this guy councilman to go there. I said no, no, no. Yeah. I said we, you know, a lot of people, and supposedly, and and this is, you know, uh, this is what you hear from the, you know, other people talking. They were calling in too, asking about that, and but they weren't (sighs) putting them on on the air. Nobody was putting these people on the air. Talk about cover-ups! I'm telling you. And but now for about, do for two weeks. weeks now. Yeah, well, for two weeks, I tried. I tried. I called people. Uh, I even wind up calling uh, out, out in the Long Island, Republic Airf- Republic Airfield. So right. If they had anything on their radar, nothing. You know, if they did, they wouldn't tell me. But the odd thing about it, that same night, that same night, mm-hmm. and they, that's the same night that they saw the UFO over the uh, nuclear power plant, in Indian Point. Really? I don't know if you're... That same night, and uh, the way I found out, it was by, uh, oh, what's his name? Phil Ambrosio. Phil, Phil Ambrosio, yes. I, I love yeah, Phil. him. Yeah, me too. I mean, I I read all his books, but I found it by reading one of his books that that same night, I think it was July 24th, you know, they saw the uh, UFO over the Indian port fire plant. And, well, um, yeah, and then to get into more of that, I found out, um, another guy who's been investigating UFOs back in uh, in uh, Westchester County, that the supposedly one of the guards took a shot at it.
0: Yeah, no, I heard. I heard that. Um, oh, you heard about that, that too. They took a shot at the, at the craft. Maybe that's yeah. what made it take off.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But uh, they, uh, yeah. In fact, they got rid of that guy. It, it was just they had, you know, they're security people. Well, you
0: know, the, I, uh, uh, um, someone I know's cousin, uh, no nephew, is now. He he works he works the plant. He's been working there for years now, uh, but he was a sharpshooter in the military, and his job is to protect the plant from enemies, both foreign and domestic.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And um, this guy, I guess that he was doing his job, and so he fired on it. But uh, the next day he wasn't there anymore. They got rid of him. That's what I was told. I I, I know that they. They saw the UFO there, but I didn't know that they actually had someone shoot at it. Oh yeah,
0: but, um, mm. I love I love Phil. I, I, I love his work. He's one of the best researchers ever to. Uh, yes, he is to be out there, and what yep. what people did to him was disgusting. Yeah, I um, mean, so I'm just going to say it. it. So Phil, if you are listening to my program, which I hope you do, one, I want you come on, and two, I want to let you know that. What they did to you was disgusting, and it's the same type of mentality they did where they did to you, the radio host Merkel. That didn't happen. You're not going to be here. They kind of erase people.
2: Yeah, and, and yes, it, they do. Yeah. You know,
1: well, he was on the uh, after he was on the other night after that, and I know I, people were asking about it, and. He said, oh, "We know we're not going to get into that tonight. We're going to go back and start." He just completely avoided the subject. Yeah, because his job was I mean, on the line,
0: and and as a DJ, yeah. you don't make that much money. So, um, of, course, of course, you know yeah. when you have a family, you got to do what you got to do. But yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to take you all night long. I, I, you know, you got all the things to do. I do appreciate you coming on the program, and you're welcome back. Yeah, Always, anytime. anytime. And I'm sorry to all the family members out there if I got everybody a little bit carried away. Um, it is a tough subject to, to talk about, and we, we we have a, I think all of us have a fire in our heart because uh, we love the country, and we love this, yeah. you know, what it stands yeah. for, and we hate to see people try to ruin that.
1: So Yeah, you know what we'll, we'll do next time, Brian, we'll throw uh, the research I was doing from my other book that I was about to write that I never got a chance to on the uh, uh, people that have the... Um, um, Blacklight near death experience. No cool. near death experiences. Oh, definitely. Let's let's de-
0: please definitely. Um, I got something. a I got there's a reprogram. A- we can do that on. It's a new show that's coming, and uh, and I just gave everybody a little hint and a little, uh, you know, I'm, I'm leaving with a cliffhanger. But the, yeah, there's something else coming your way, people. Yeah. Um, but uh, if people want to find you or ask you any paranormal questions, are you available or and how oh, would yeah. you do that?
1: You, you could get me on my email. That's F-R, my last name, Santoriga, S-A-N-T-A-R-I-G-A, at yahoo.com.
0: Cool, and that's great. And you can pick up Frank's book, Paranormal Family and Friends. It's uh, yeah. on Amazon. We're going to be posting all this stuff um, to to our Nobubumi page, Inside the Goblin Universe page. Anywhere and everywhere, even in the show liner notes, um, so that you can go reach out and, and, and really enjoy the show. I It was a lot different than our normal show. We're not just paranormal and noboboomy. I just want to let everybody know that. Uh, the Goblin yeah. Universe is fast. There's paranormal sides of it. There's political sides of it. There's humor sides of it. There's everything. One of the things I definitely would love, Frank, if I've tried, I've asked Al this, and he just chuckled. I said, I want to get the entire family uh, a family, Santa Riga on, you, your sister, and Al, and do one giant show. And he yeah. goes, he just, he, he he kind of chuckles. I said, yeah, no, no, I, want, I want to talk to your sister because apparently your sister has some, some good some good stuff too, and she's a wonderful well, yeah, person, that, by the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's the psychic side of the family. I yep. zero. I have zero. That's why I, that's I don't want her on.
0: So if you're listening, <laughs> sis, we love you yeah. and we want you to come on. So uh, I'm going to try to try to arrange that with Mr. Mr. Alfred and get okay. him going on there. But, again, Frank, I can't thank you enough. You have a great night. God bless you and the family, and Thanks. it's wonderful having you on.
1: Thanks, Brian. You thank take you. care, too. Oh, I already.
0: Thank you. And just for the rest of the fans out there, before we cut out, um, you're going to hear this probably before the magazine's published, but I have another article in, in Outer Limits magazine, issue 16, coming out, I believe, October 1st, and we're going to be discussing a couple of videos they put out there about the um, National Solar Observatory going uh, dark, and most of the observatories being taken offline, and cameras going offline, and aliens, and um, space force, and battles for Earth. And hurricanes and energy weapons, it's its a pretty incredible ongoing investigation, but I pretty much summed up what I have. Again, it goes falls into this conspiracy type of uh, show that we have tonight. So take a look for it, Outer Limits Magazine, it's a great magazine, great authors in there, you're going to love it. Um, and I believe they may be charging now for it, but it's $12 for the year, that's a dollar a month. I mean, just don't order your DLT or whatever the heck it is and just give them uh, the money. It's jam-packed. It's awesome. But thank you, everybody, for coming on. You've been listening to No Boo Boo Me, Nobody But Me, and Frank Santoriga. You all have a great night. And we'll Hey, this is Brian Bowden. I want to extend a deep thanks to Purple Planet. You guys rock. You're listening to Nobobumi, where we explore deep inside the Goblin Universe. The opinions expressed on Nobobumi are of that of the host and his guests.
2: Why don't you burp next time?
0: Someone get me Brian Anderson.